Hey, it's Eric G. Around the House is sponsored by Baldwin Hardware. For 75 years, Baldwin Hardware has been known for its first-class quality and craftsmanship in door and cabinetry hardware. As an alumnus of the Baldwin Hardware Design Council, I can say I have seen the details and quality from design to the finished product. If you're looking for a new style and old-world craftsmanship, I can tell you there is only one Baldwin Hardware. Check out what would look great in your home at baldwinhardware.com. And I have no problem with a contractor not giving free estimates. If they're going to sit there and give you, if they look at it and say, you know, that project is probably going to be anywhere from eighty dollars to $100,000, depending on what you want to put in it for a remodel. But I'm going to charge you $300 to put together a very detailed estimate. But I'm going to take that $300 off your bill if you buy it, that we're going to, we're going to take that off there. You know something? I am perfectly okay with that because they have to put hours. They might yeah, put in six or eight hours to build that estimate. I don't think that they have to work for free for that. It's around the house. When it comes to remodeling and renovating your home, there is a lot to know, but we've got you covered. This is Around the House. Welcome to Around the House with Eric G and Caroline B, your home improvement source every weekend. Thanks for joining us. Hello, Caroline. Hello, Eric. I'll tell you all about it. I found the simple life. Ain't so simple. When I jumped out on that road, I got no love. No love you'd call real. Ain't got nobody waiting at home. (laughs) 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 Little Dingley Roth to start the show out today. (laughs) He's retired, officially retired. I'm a fan, but unfortunately he needed to. Yep. (laughs) It's time, but it just makes you appreciate all the good stuff. I mean, come on. Seen Van Halen eight times and never disappointed. No, 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 not at all. Not at all. Well, we were going to talk about not only Dave Lee Roth there. We're going to talk <laughs> about contractors today because this has been a hot subject. You know, a few weeks ago, we had Skip Adele. We talked a little bit about catch a contractor, but I really wanted to dive in because we have so many questions that have been coming in and on social media as well about how to hire a contractor and how to deal with them because, man, you know, we're going to have uh, a guest on here soon uh, where we'll talk about some of the horror stories that are that are going on out there. But from building a new house to doing a remodel, there's some problems. And I want to help you. We want to help you navigate that. Let's, I mean, I want to start off, too, by talking about let's talk about each individual I've had some really bad experiences with a contractor with experience, you know, knowing things. Yep. And so you want to give, have you ever had a bad experience with a contractor? Maybe talk about it a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. I've had plenty of them. Um, but I've also had some really great ones. I've got some contractors that, you know, I was out at um, a going away party last night and my buddy who's on the local news here was just raving about his contractor. Who's a buddy of mine. that has been doing their big kitchen model, but 
my first warning sign that I've had problems with a contractor, and it's a personality type, and I call him Superman. And what Superman is, is that contractor that comes on the job site and something has gone wrong because things go wrong on a job site. But the ones that I call Superman are the ones that want to make this problem be a, such a big deal, but then has to go fix it and take all the credit. So let's say we're doing a kitchen remodel in a, and a cabinet door showed up broken from shipping. Mm-hmm. A normal contractor will sit there and get on the phone with the cabinet company, get another one coming. Mm-hmm. They'll mm-hmm. take the door off. They'll go put it in their truck. The homeowner never sees it. And, oh, yeah, uh, that one's damaged. When the homeowner asks, that one's damaged. We got another one coming. Don't sweat it. Right. Now, the Superman contractor <laughs> is the one that goes out there, grabs Mrs. Smith and goes, can you believe what the cabinet company sent me? How horrible is this? It's going to take two to six weeks to get another one. And we're going to have this glaring problem right here. See the little scratches? See the little problems? See the damage? How but I'm going to fix it. Oh, my God. That is the Superman contractor. And that is the one when I see that. My red lights go on because it is going to be the most stressful project. Even if they're good at what they do, it's horrible management. Nice. I've never had a Superman contractor that I can think of, but I've had the contractors who have told me they've done, you know, 400 bathrooms and they came in and I took one look at the bathroom and I'm like, that's not level. And I had to go put a level on it. (laughs) And I'm like, "Uh, this is off guys. And they're like, no, it's not. It's completely fine. And then they proceeded to tile it. And I'm like, no, it's not. And I had to kick them off the job. And that's the most uncomfortable thing. I think people don't like to have to get rid of a contractor. It's hard. Like I have had to do it in my own home and it was not um, comfortable. It was very, you know, they had a deposit. They were doing Mm -hmm. it wrong. Then they throw it on you and say, you don't know what you're talking about. And you feel, you know. Yeah. So let's, let's get with some rules here for people out there, just so you can start understanding the, the scope of the problem here. First off, if you're hiring somebody to do work on your house, whether they're a repair person, like a handyman coming in, or a full remodel, or even building a house, you need to, one, make sure they're licensed, bonded, and insured. Now, in my state, even a handyman has to have a contractor's license. But here's the problem that we have across the country, is there is no standard out there for what is a contractor. For instance, in my state, in the neighboring states around me, it is a state contractor's license. In other states, they are a local or a city or a borough or a county or whatever they are. And so there's not one rule that goes across the country that says, okay, this is what you have to do. But generally speaking, you want them to be licensed, bonded, bonded and insured. And insured. And the insurance is big, too, because um, that is one of those things that if they get hurt on your job site, which is in your house, and they're not insured, they they are your personal employee. Mm -hmm. So that $5,000 ambulance bill that shows up or the medevac flight that's $100,000, you're paying for that out of your pocket because they're your employee. And- 
look, I'm, I'm not here to throw people under the bus, but a lot of people out there will go pick up. And this is I've seen this done so many times where they'll have maybe immigrant workers that are yep. out at local places like you can go down to a local um, convenience store and they stand out there for work and people will go down and pick them up and say, oh, look, I'm only going to have to pay this guy 10 bucks an hour to do work at my house. If that person gets hurt and ends up in the emergency room, you are responsible. Yep. Or worse, something happens. You are responsible. So there is no free ride with this stuff and trying to think you're going to get cheap labor um, and major things can go wrong. So you need to be aware of that. Yeah. We're going to have to go out to break here in a minute. I saw one this last week on social media where somebody had asked a question and she's like, well, they don't have their uh, insurance and stuff because they're just a small business and uh, they're an up and coming small business. So they, ha- they haven't been able to afford to get that. And I had to come back and go, you realize that they're an illegal contractor and right. it's not That's that correct. they're a small business. Every contractor in your area, because I can see where they're from, has to be licensed. So that is the, as I call it, sorry, anyone named Chuck, but the Chuck in the truck out there that uh, is a big mm-hmm. one. And that's one. And when we come back here, I want to talk, Caroline, about a problem that I've been seeing happen with identity theft of contractors, where hmm. somebody shows up and they say they're a licensed, bonded, and insured contractor, but maybe that's their former employer and they're trying to kind of get around by saying, oh, we're licensed, bonded, and insured, do your research, but they don't actually work for that company. Nice. And that's one that you got to be very careful with. And let's bring, we'll talk about that here when we come back. Cause I think that's one of those ones that, uh, that people think they did their research and come to find out they didn't, but I've had a couple ways to give you some warning signs on that. Before we go out to break for all our podcast listeners out there, make sure you have liked and subscribed on your favorite podcast player. We'd love for it to automatically tell you when the next episode is out. All right. We'll be right back after these important messages. We've got more around the house ahead. What's up? This is Stick and Satchel from Steel Panther, and you are listening to Around the House with Eric G. Yeah. We love Eric G, and you should too. Around the house with Eric G and Caroline B, your home improvement source every week. Hey, make sure you're following the podcast. If you're liking it, following it, subscribing, whatever you do for your podcast listening ship out there, make sure that you tune in and uh, grab that so you get notified every time we've got a new show coming up. And, and we've, we've got some great shows coming we've up. We've got a new podcast player. Thanks to Eric. He has downloaded the coolest podcast player, right? Thank you. Thank you. So if you want to go over to aroundthehouseonline.com, we've got the new one up over there. (laughs) We've even got transcriptions up there as well. So if you want to read it, you can read read what's going on as well. And see our pictures, our little cartoons. We're there. You got it. Well, we've been talking about contractors here, right? And some of the things that you should be really careful with. And Caroline brought something up before we went out to break that we need to to kind of revisit that I want to add because we were talking about this between breaks and you know when people go out and let's say a contractor rolls up in front of you know the the lumberyard the home improvement store and you've got your um 
immigrants that are out there working and they're trying to find work and they'll pop up and stick two fingers up and, you know, two people jump in the back of the truck and they show up at your job site. Mm-hmm. There's one problem that I see with that. And the problem is, is that many times in many states or counties or cities, we've got this problem where a contractor will say, I am the, I have no employees. Mm-hmm. So they don't have any workers compensation for those workers. But they're picking so them up. So you can get, yeah, they're work. just picking them up. So mm-hmm. I've seen problems where they're not paying the payroll taxes for those people. That's right. And thus they're not paying workers compensation insurance for those people either. Mm-hmm. And so the problem with that is, is now you're in this gray area of, did you hire them or did the contractor hire him? Yep. And now I've, I've seen this happen too, where I had a contractor working for somebody up in the Seattle area and he was doing a basement remodel on this kind of eighties, you know, stilt house that was up there. And the homeowners went and hired somebody like that from, you know, the home improvement store parking lot. And they were up on the, on the first floor doing stuff on it, not in the basement. What happened was, is that they ended up getting hurt. And because the guy had come downstairs and asked the contractor where to put the trash. And the guy goes, Oh, just go ahead and use the dumpster out front. Because Mm -hmm. he had given him direction. The state of Washington had said that he was there, that contractor's employee. And it came off his workers' compensation insurance. Oh, he's lucky he had workmen. He didn't hire him. Oh my God, that's crazy. What if he didn't? But but his rates went up after that. So it was going to cost him personally thousands for his business. He had to go through like four court hearings to get that dropped because it was the homeowner's person. He went and hired him, brought him there, everything else. And so it was really a sketchy deal. So this can be as troublesome for contractors as homeowners. I had a homeowner that had hired, um, you know, they'd gone down to the local, um, usually they're at the convenience store, but they had picked up someone to do some work around the house and they had him up on a ladder and he fell, broke his back and ended up at the hospital and the homeowner was responsible. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's horrible. And and it's, it's bad for the worker. It's bad for the homeowner. You know, it's just bad for everybody, you know, and that's, and that's dangerous. Now we were talking earlier about, you know, the licensed bonded and insured contractor, and you have to kind of learn in your area, what those rules are, you know, sometimes for handyman, you don't have to have a handyman license or you have to have one. It's just depending on, on what it is, but it's the same, like, the New York metro area, I mean, they've got, we've got our hands in everything. You've got to have a license for everything, whether it's mold remediation, yeah. contracting. The state wants your money. <laughs> the state wants your money. Exactly. But great example. I mean, I know somebody um, that's a contractor in Seattle that advertises and, I mean, the person that's the contractor, they didn't finish middle school, let alone high school. And there's absolutely no training needed in that state. And that's a, that's a kind of a problem to me. We've talked about that in the past. Is that a rarity no though? Con- I wonder how many states really don't require licensing anymore. I mean, is it beget- I mean, I would think it's the states probably want their well, hand in the money anyway, right? The revenue coming well, they in. Want so. the, I mean, they're licensed on an insured contractor, but there's no training. There's no continuing education. There's no test. 
you know, like California, you know, is probably the hardest place to get to be a contractor with all the inefficiencies and hoops you have to jump through as a contractor down there. Um, on the other side, you know, further up the West coast, you can go to, to Washington and anybody can be a contractor. Um, and, and, and as long as you can get your insurance and your bond and you spend about 12 to 1800 bucks, you're now a contractor. So like, and with, so you gotta um, be careful with that. With molder mediators and things like that too, there's a, a group called ACAC.org and that has all of our different certifications, right? So if you're an indoor environmentalist, if you're a certified molder mediator, if you're a certified allergy consultant, um, they have certifications, but you're required every two years to do pretty substantial continuing ed credits. So you've got to do, you yep. know, at least I think it's 30 for a two-year period. So you've got to go through either regular classes or you've got to attend you know, national meetings and do national classes, you know, four day stuff. Yeah. So it's important. Now, one of the problems I've seen, and I know somebody that this happened to, and I thought about bringing them on the show, but we were not going to, cause I just don't want to get into the, into the ugliness of it, but they were a contractor and they had somebody out there that had stolen their contracting identity and was out selling jobs under his business license and name. Yeah. And it's hard to do research on that. You want to see if they've got business cards, which anybody can go down to, right. you know, Kinko's and get Goes. business cards made. But where the, where you want to pay attention to is who you're paying, who are you writing that check to? If you have a contractor that is, I'm going to make a name up here, ABC construction. Right. And they're having you write that deposit check out to somebody else, there's your first warning sign. And it's so hard for the homeowners. I feel so bad because especially if you have a disaster, right? If you've got some kind of water infiltration, you've got flooding. I mean, you're more worried about your contents and your family and everybody's displaced and you want to be able to just trust people. And it's so unfortunate that people take advantage. I mean, look at during the flooding situations or fire situations, there's always somebody trying to make a dollar that shouldn't be. And it's just awful. It's awful to, you know, see people have to go through this and because they don't want to focus on that kind of stuff, but you have to. Now, and one of the worst referrals that I get out there, and when we come back here from break, I want to talk about where people are finding these contractors. And one of the biggest problems I've had over the years is their realtor gave them this name. Mm. And it's somebody that's working super cheap, kind of off the books. And then all of a sudden, they're into a project that they shouldn't be doing. And we come back, let's talk about that. Where can you find contractors? Because I've got some big problems with some of these companies out there. And I'm Eric G. And I'm Caroline B. And you're listening to Around, Around the, House. the House. Hey, it's Eric G. with Around the House. Are you looking to grow your business? Need a spokesperson for your company? Maybe an MC for an upcoming trade show? Or maybe you want to up your game and shoot some promotional videos. My team of experts would love to chat with you. Head to AroundTheHouseOnline.com and fill out the contact us form, and we'll set something up. Thanks for listening to Around the House. You know two things only get better Women in Hey, this is Farewell Angelina. And you're listening to Around the House with Eric G. Welcome back to Around the House with Eric G and Caroline B, where we talk home improvement 
Okay. And today we're talking contractors. I'm trying to save Caroline. you from disaster. Oh, yeah. And we don't want to see you make the mistake. And, you know, we've all seen that poor homeowner, Amber, that hired out of Colorado, that contractor that thought he could come back and repossess the bathroom. Wait, tell people about this. Because, I mean, unless you're in around the house nation, I mean, maybe people I, you know, I hadn't heard about it. A lot of people haven't. So tell them the story. What happened with this woman's bathroom? Okay, so it, it came out and I and I'll be honest, you know, as a member of the media, I have to give some of these stations that took this story and wrote a very bad headline telling the wrong story. Basically, she had hired a contractor to come in and to do this bathroom renovation, you know, uh, single mom working, hired them to come in and do this, you know, a reputable you know, company supposedly licensed. The company sounded like they had, yeah, they had sounded like they'd been around a while because I read the article and they were, yeah. So. Yeah. So mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely. It seemed to be good. And they came in and started working on the tile in the shower. And I don't know the entire scope. Her, I have chatted back and forth with her on social media a little bit and I've gotten to be more of the story, but you saw this Yahoo in there swinging a hammer saying that she hadn't paid him. Mm -hmm. Well, she had a contract. Smashing and up the, the bathroom, guy, like re, like yeah. the bathroom was supposedly done and he had come in and he was smashing it up with a hammer, like breaking it down completely. Yeah. And two things. One, he had a contract with her and this was the final payment that was supposed to be paid when the, when the job was done. And you could clearly see there was no shower door installed. She had paid for a shower door. He couldn't even provide her that it had been ordered. And mm-hmm. he's in there with the neighbor. He's in the house. The Someone's neighbor filming came this. Over, like, yeah, was filming, filming it because she was still at work. And he's like, he's literally sitting there and destroying this bathroom. And then you could start to see, this is where I was watching the video. And I'm like, oh, wait a minute. You could start to see, if you've looked at the video, the horrible craftsmanship. Oh, the bathroom. Eric showed I mean, me. I was like, oh, well, maybe he was just mad. He was saying he was doing this because he wasn't getting paid. Like his gripe was, look, you, you're supposed to make the final payment. I'm here to collect. You're not paying me. You're withholding money. So he decided to take it upon himself and smash this bathroom into a thousand pieces with his giant sledgehammer. However, upon closer examination, as Eric pointed <laughs> out, lo and behold, what was there? No door. No shower door. No door. It looked like a blind eight-year-old that had never done tile before did this <laughs> tile installation. It was so bad. Oh. Tell them about the, are, I mean, <laughs> the seat, you know, how it had the, you know, how you had oh, a seat in the shower. And I didn't notice it. these little pieces. Yeah. You didn't <laughs> notice it right off the bat. But if you look at it, holy smokes, this was the worst tile job that I've seen. I mean, the edges were raw. <laughs> The, you know, the curb, you know, that it, it stops the water from leaving the shower and going into the room was razor cut tile that he hadn't even recessed the edge on. It was like having a Ginsu knife <laughs> right along there that you would be. I mean, the, all it would take. I mean, you would have like a major injury trying to get in and out of the shower and it was all chipped up and nasty. It was probably it was by far the worst tile job I've ever seen. And then. As he's swinging on the tiles, you can see how bad it is, too, because these tiles are coming off as full pieces of tile. And you can see that the 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 mastic or 
or Thinset had not adhered to the back of the tile either. So mm-hmm. either he used the wrong product or didn't back butter the tile. And then you could see there's no water barrier. And, so here, oh man. Listen, and I, I took devil's advocate position on this. And when Eric told me about this job, I said, you know what? Maybe this guy just got really sick of not being paid. Right. And I was like, I always try to see both sides. And I'm like, I understand with contractors, we're constantly being put off and homeowners don't like to pay us or they want to pay us less. So I've been in those circumstances, but Eric was completely hundred percent right. This guy just went nuts. I mean, he seriously went crazy and his work was shoddy. And I, you know, yep. I think she had every right not to be paying him. And she's already paid him way too much because it's going to cost her more to rip it all out and start over. There's no saving this project. It has to get ripped out back down to the studs again. And then once it hit social media, he started sending her threatening texts and messages on social media and on her phone. Finally, a few weeks ago, she had to go get a restraining order Dang. to get this guy to keep threatening her. That's scary. He lost it. He looked crazy. I mean, yeah. Well, I don't want to say it. Here's the good news. Here's the good news is our buddy William and another tile expert are flying out next week. William, William from Ardex. Everyone, we interviewed yes. William from Ardex. He's like the master tiler. I mean, master tiler. Yeah. Guy. So, so that and one of his buddies who's a huge tile industry person that we will uh, name later. Uh, he'll be going out there, so we'll have some uh, content. Make sure you watch our, our Facebook and stuff because I want to do a Facebook Live with them if it works in the shower. So I want them to start tearing apart and talking <laughs> about this. That sounds a little dirty. We're going to do a Facebook Live in the shower. Uh-oh. Eric, this is Two like, guys in a shower talking and tearing things apart. This is so, a yeah. G show. <laughs> oh, I know it. It's Eric G <laughs> It show. is. Eric G. It's the G part of the G-rated So. <laughs> Anyway, we're going to be talking about that. But really what I want to talk about, though, you know, as far as contractors, that went badly. But the thing is, is finding contractors is tough, right? Oh, my God. Who do I hire? Even as professionals and we know people, like uh, people are really busy right now. You can't get anybody. And sometimes you have an emergency and you need somebody and you just kind of have to wing it. I go to the plumbing store and I ask for plumbing referrals usually, like when I needed a plumbing guy recently. Angie list and all that other stuff that you see out there. I'm scared the of problem them. with these. I'm scared. Yeah, of the problem places. is, is mm-hmm. these guys do not do the research to see if they're licensed, bonded, insured. I mean, they don't do that, that legwork. These guys go in there, they fill out a form, they sign up, they're on the page. Yeah. Those background checks are not done so far. I have not found one of those online companies yet that have met my standards at least of doing the research. And there's a lot of fake reviews. Like people will, I've seen this with contractors I know in the industry, they have people going on there writing a review for them. It's fake. It's not even real. So you can't go by that. That's the same thing with anything though. You have to be aware. Even those people may have 50 good reviews and get five stars. A lot of that stuff, sometimes people pay their clients. Like, so when they leave, they'll give them a gift card. Like this happens with dentists, doctors all the time. They'll say, Hey, if you write a review for me, here's a gift card and people do it. And it doesn't necessarily mean they feel it in their heart or they really felt the service was good, you know? So you have to watch. There's even a worse problem out there. And it just made the news here a couple of weeks ago with one of our sponsors of the show here in Portland. And it happened with the whole um, pest control service. So give a shout out to our friends over at Bloom Pest Control and Crawl Space Services. These guys are part of a group here 
where one company was going out there and leaving bad reviews on all their competitors. There you go. So they that were leaving these too. just horrid reviews. And finally, they figured it out. They went to court and actually won and got these reviews removed. But it was somebody out there that was just attacking everybody. So you've got to be careful with reviews. Now, I do have one. If you're hiring a company that's got a handful of employees, I'll give you a great one. And have you heard of Glassdoor? Mm-hmm. Of course. So that is a kind of a, a jobs, job hiring, jobs hiring service, site. right? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So it's like you can go find a job there. But the thing is, is employees leave reviews on the company with contractors like in the Seattle area up there. There's one contractor up there that all the employees have left as they leave that work. And they've got a high turnover rate. You can see what a horrible work environment is by reading through those verified reviews. And in this last segment here, let's go out to break real quick. Let's pay the bills. We come back. Let's talk about that. Where do you go? Mm. What you should be looking for. Let's do that just as soon as Around the House returns. Today's indoor air quality tip is brought to you by Pyramid Heating and Cooling and PyramidHeating.com. Gas and electric cooktops and ranges can add more indoor air pollution to your home than any other item. Your range hood needs to be correctly vented all the way outside of your home. Make sure it's not vented into the attic, as that can create more mold and pollution issues. The recirculating hoods don't do a great job of removing those pollutants and moisture from your air. You want that all vented outside. When you're cooking, make sure you're using the hood to get all that bad air outside your kitchen. If you have a larger hood over 400 cubic feet per minute, make sure you have makeup air to replace that air. An open window can be helped, but there's nothing more efficient and helpful than a great functioning range hood. To thrive in the great indoors, visit PyramidHeating.com. Oregon CCB 59382. Make sure and tell them Eric G sent you, because they work on my house. That's PyramidHeating.com. Welcome back to Around the House with Eric G and Caroline B, your home improvement source every single weekend. We're talking contractors today and trying to make sure that you hire the right one because there are so many good ones out there. This is like dating. You got to find the right one. <laughs> oh, that's hard. That could take years. What do you mean dating? That could take <laughs> right? Like 30 but it years. is. <laughs> it is. How long did it, it take you no, to find Julie? <laughs> that's a long time. Oh, wow. That was an expensive run. <laughs> my divorce lawyers got made millions though i think but hey <laughs> oh see yeah i know it, it for me marriages were kind of like pancakes i just couldn't get the temperature right there were a lot of burned pancakes for a while. <laughs> <laughs> eric didn't have me at the time to get rid of them i would have gotten oh like, yeah see? no so he needed a, he needed his partner in crime to be like no she needs to go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, there's some poor choices made and, and <laughs> some good ones too, but you know what I mean. I have two great kids out there that I love, so that's the that's hey. the good news out of the history. So Aww. that's the good part. Well, we're talking contractors, and how do you find one? You know, um, I'll be honest. There's one place that I don't use, 
That's the Better Business Bureau. <laughs> That's the biggest I'm not scam. a fan. They're scammers. They are. They just want yeah. coin. They're all cash business. Yeah. That's like crazy. And so I, I always don't support them. And I'll tell Me you too. my personal opinion. I had my kitchen and bath business in Seattle. We were about two years old, had never had a complaint, had never had an inquiry. We were just not on their radar. So they had us at a C minus. And that was kind of the, the default. So I called them up and went, why do I have a C minus? Because somebody <laughs> went, hey, you have a C minus on your business. I'm like, what? I called them up and they went, well, if you want to sign a, write me a check for $750, you <laughs> will be become an, an accredited <laughs> business. Oh, I know. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. So I have to pay you to have an A rating? <laughs> well, yes, and then, do. well, Mr. Gorenson now by doing that, we will now give you priority service. So when you file, a somebody files a complaint against you, before it shows up on your rating, you're going to have a chance to take care of that as one of these accredited members. So you can talk to the homeowner. We can work it out, and it won't show up and hurt your rating. Oh, so if I write you a check, that review is not going to show up, right? Well, yeah. Okay, I see how this works. So I went on the radio up in Seattle and talked about it. The next Monday, I had an A rating, and I didn't write a check. <laughs> so they are not someone that I work with. No, I agree you know, with you. If anything. They did, yeah, it's, they did the same thing with my business. They called up, and they said, you're not a member. And I said, well, why do I have to be? Do I have any complaints? And they're, no, but if you want an A rating, you could have a membership and pay. It was like whatever amount. And I'm like, wow, this is really a scam. I couldn't believe it because I had always thought, you know, that it, this was early in my career, but I thought that the Better Business Bureau was like, you know, authentic and real and actually helping people, yeah. but it's all about money. Now, um, Dateline, I think it was, you can find on YouTube the, the Dateline interview where they exposed all this. Hmm. So this isn't just Caroline and me talking about it. <laughs> Some of the best places are stay off social media, you know, the mm -hmm. next doors, all that stuff, stay away from Craigslist, all those things. Say to those, you're better off talking to friends and family, talking to neighbors of people that had good personal experiences. Now, I wouldn't walk down to maybe the 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 orange or the blue store, home improvement store to ask for contractors <laughs> there. But if you've got a remodeler, maybe finding a talking to lumber yards and finding plumbing those guys store, if they've got somebody plumbing lumber stores, yard, kitchen and bath, all like the, the kitchen and bath places. Mm-hmm. All the places that professionals go into, those are the places that you want to talk to to see what you can do to find out that person. You know, tiling. And then do your there. research. Do your research. Mm -hmm. Look them up online. Now, we're going to run out of time here in a few minutes, but these are some of the things that I want you to do before you have a contract. I want you to verify and don't trust the contractor. You want to verify that their insurance. Their bond and their license is in good standing before you sign the contract. So before you even get quotes, make sure that's good. Now, then you're going to do this twice in this process that you're going to verify. Because when that contractor comes back with a very neatly written quote that has the schedule, like if you're going to contract, I want to see the contract has to have start date, estimated time. I want to see the products in there. I want to see the quality of materials. I want to see all that stuff mm -hmm. 
spelled out in this and written out really well. The day that you sign that, if they're coming over at noon for you to sign that contract, I want you that morning to call again and verify that the insurance and the bond and the license are in good standing. Mm-hmm. Because from point A of you starting the quote of the project to that day that you're signing it, they might have canceled that or it got taken away. So mm-hmm. you want the day you wrote the contract for that to be in place because that typically means you're going to be covered by that. You have a chance of getting something back if that contractor mm-hmm. runs away with your money. Mm-hmm. Or they and don't that's pay. key, right? Yeah. For their insurance that's or key. what lapses. Mm-hmm. Here's one of the warning signs I want you to look for. Here's another great takeaway. Make sure that you take a look because many times that agency has all these forms that are required that they have to give. Maybe it's a lead paint thing for a house. There's Mm -hmm. all these forms that many state agencies say that you have to give them as part of that. If they're not handing you that paperwork, that's another warning sign that they're not maybe running the business like they should be. Because a lot of times those little forms and stuff are there to protect you and them. Also, be weary if you get contractors that come to your door. A lot of them do neighborhood stuff. Like we had someone who came to do driveways and they weren't putting down. So when they were putting the driveway down, you need to have a significant amount of stone under your driveway, right? So you got to have like 12 inches of, yeah. Yeah, you got to go down and build that base for it like any road, Right. So we had these contractors that were coming to the area and putting in these driveways and they were basically only putting down like an inch or two of base underneath the pavers. Uh. And so all the driveways in the area and they would they were these Irish guys and they'd be like, well, you're going to be over the moon with this. It's going to be great. And they'd come in and do all these people in the neighborhood. And then within a year, everybody's driveway, the pavers were popping up. They were waving. They'd get a rain. Everything was lifting and they were destroyed. So you have to be wary of those guys who come and knock on your door and say. Hey, we're going to come to your neighborhood. We're doing your neighbor. I will not buy products from somebody that has knocked on my door. <laughs> I don't. That's, that's my personal rule. If you're knocking on my door, especially when you walk past my no soliciting sign to do it, <laughs> not hiring you, not hiring you. Find somebody, get estimates, do it right. Get two or three estimates. Definitely always get estimates. That's huge. I tell my clients, even if you're going to go with someone and you like them, get an estimate, another one, just to get an idea. They may have a different idea. They may have a different concept. It's always good to get more information for sure. And I have no problem with a contractor not giving free estimates. If they're going to sit there and give you, if they look at it and say, you know, that project is probably going to be anywhere from 80 to a hundred thousand dollars, depending on what you want to put in it for a remodel but I'm going to charge you $300 to put together a very detailed estimate, but I'm going to take that $300 off your bill. If you buy it, that we're going to, we're going to take that off there. You know, something I am perfectly okay with that Mm -hmm. because they have to put hours. They might put in six or eight hours to build that estimate. I don't think that they have to work for free for that. So be prepared to pay for it. And then the one you want, if they're going to take it off the bill, that's a perfect time because now they're going to spend the right time to get your project going. Sounds good. And two things before we go out to break, one of the biggest things you can do is if that project is starting to go sideways, there are people like I've got a guy called construction dispute resolution in Seattle 
when things start to go sideways before they blow up, you can bring in outside mediators before the attorneys get involved to help negotiate and get things back on track and have somebody come in, figure out what went wrong. Listen, it's really uncomfortable to ask people to leave your property. You know, you think it's something easy, but I had to do it with driveway people. I've had to do it with bathroom people. You know, yep. it put and we're professionals doing this. It's very hard. You know, you don't nobody ever wants to be the bad guy and kick someone off their property. Absolutely. And Caroline, we're out of time. I'm Eric G. And I'm Caroline B. And you've been listening to Around, Around the, the House. House. Come on. Hey, it's Eric G from Around the House. Are you planning a decking or siding project this year? If you are, you've got to check out my friends at Millboard. Millboard is a completely different kind of composite decking and cladding that enhances outdoor spaces with enduring distinction. Hand molded from the finest oak, it realistically mimics the natural grain and color of premium hardwood. If you're looking for something that doesn't look like plastic and instead real wood, check out millboard.com. Make sure and check out that interview we did just a few weeks back. That's millboard.com.